They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. And they're always talking and sitting. Just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast. With your hosts, Jamie French and Orion Quest. Oh, you almost made me say something to you twice. Man, what is your deal, you sex-offending son yeah, of a bitch? Yeah, I know, right? I Keep know, it right? in your pants, Orion. Uh, that's, Jesus, and it, what did and, I tell you about being in, around women? And in that lies the problem. <laughs> this guy, you know, him and the ladies, not a good match. One track mine. <laughs> One track mine. Mm-hmm. I spent a week in Mexico, so I ain't complaining. Wait, what does that mean? Are you? Yeah. Did, was that just the most racist thing I ever heard? No, what is it about Mexican men? What are you saying? They will grab you. They will. They will touch they? you. They? Who's they? Like the all the Mexicans? Yes, as a whole. <laughs> oh, the guy yes, on the, the bus. City. The guy taking the. Money I can't air to- this. I can't air what she yeah. just said. <laughs> That'll be for. We're gonna take you down. What? The, Wait, no. Take you down the road. That'll Katie, be three Katie, 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 what what happened? What what happened? Dude, <laughs> that, that's. I wish I could under I wish I could have understood them, but they just poke and prod at you a lot. Like you're just walking down the street and they're this just ain't yeah. diagnostic. Yeah. You just can't just Chiquita, grabbing you. Chiquita. and right there, and that's a really that's a really sensitive spot. They shock you. They're trying to shock you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was working. <laughs> Evidently, I'm gonna abduct you and take you down to the donkey I, show. No. Wait, wait, wait! Wow. Uh, first of all, I gotta I gotta ask uh, which what city were you in? Oh, uh, I was in Monterey. Where's that? Nuevo Leon. Where's that? In Mexico. Mexico. Where's that? <laughs> South of the border. <laughs> no, is, but is, is it a border town? No, it's like three hours into into Mexico. Or as okay. Trump would call it, past the wall. It's like San Antonio from the border. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So should it have been safe? Or is are you saying... I'm trying to get no, you to say you the most racist thing ever. Are, are, are Mexican men in Mexico, is, like, is, is it that bad? Yeah. No. Do you, do you think it's just because it was you, American, shiny, white, angel person? No, because um, here's what confused me. <laughs> there the were most a racist lot of, thing I ever No, yeah. there were a lot of really pale women there, mm-hmm. and they still did not remotely have anything resembling my color in any cosmetic form. That is not what we're talking about. We're talking about how you're constantly just about getting raped as you're trying to walk down the streets of Mexico. I don't care if it's the States or Mexico. Nobody has shade for ghosts. It's not going to (laughs) happen. Excuse me, may I have Casper, please? Colors don't come. (laughs) Yeah. They don't make colors compliment ectoplasm. Yeah, Yeah, they don't make a bit. Here, here, what's your favorite color? Clear. They don't make it in clear. It's called translucent. Yeah. Translucent. No, that that is that that is my actual shade. Translucent. Yeah. Ah man, we have this special we, we have this special <laughs> shade for you. We call this ninth gate. Ninth gate. I don't get it. You're gonna have to explain. Uh, I'll tell you later. You're leaving us all behind. Now uh, you, no, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Worst ghost movie ever. What Johnny Johnny Depp and Frank Langella. The ninth gate. The ninth. Never heard of that one. Do you know that one? You don't know the ninth gate. Ah, uh, shit! Somebody's about to get school. Who got you? Well, I'd have. No, it's not I ringing don't know a bell. What it is either. Um. No, it sounds familiar. Two thousand five. Um. 
one of one of yeah one of one of Johnny Depp's less less popular movies. He's a he's a um, what genre? Uh, horror. Mm. Um, he's an archaeologist looking for this this legend of the Ninth Gate that'll that'll get, that is the gateway to hell. And it's through this book that Franklin Jell and him are hey trying to Hey, everybody. Find. Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name is Jamie French. I'm here with my host, Ryan Quest. And the Ninth Gate was about Shut these two. Shut your face. It's so much talking out of your gaping maw. Uh, we have Michelle Johnson with us. You've seen her from a past episode, just a couple episodes back. She's from the Michelle. Uh, I say, Did I say Michelle Austin? I didn't this time. Did I? You just did. I did? I just no. did now. Okay. Michelle Johnson, everybody, from the Michelle Johnson Hush, band. Puppy. Okay. Nice anyway, so. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. He's like, wait and, for it. And uh, re- re- recurring guest, uh, Katie. Katie, our, our secretary, and uh, the person that made. Happy birthday, Katie. Yes. Katie, who's uh, the. This is her last day of being 29 years old. Welcome to being grown up. Uh, Made, she's the person that like makes all of our our notes and like takes notes and and does all kinds of neat stuff behind the scenes for the podcast. She's on the show today. Say hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Fuck you. <laughs> and so here's what we're talking about today. Uh, it's going to be another music show. Um, we of course are are kind of winding up to the Approxapalooza, which is going to be probably one or two more shows away from this very podcast. Um, so what we're going to be talking about is uh, failed comebacks in music. Uh, bands, artists, solo people, uh, people that probably left the music industry at just the right time. They left leaving the audience wanting more, exactly what any band or, or you know anybody should do if you're in the uh, business of show. And... Uh, and 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 then they and then they come back and it's not so good. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> Bands that should not have. We just got to get the rent paid. I don't know how we going to do it. I got car payments. <laughs> Guys, we got to get the boys back together. Yeah. I told Craig and them I got to get this note paid. I can't pay part of it. You still- I got to pay all of it. You still got that rehearsal space, Tony. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna need it, <laughs> and they shouldn't have. They and shouldn't. They should have. So um, I'll start off because uh, you know you should never admit your your shortcomings. You know to uh, 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 you know to your audience, and uh, I say fuck that, son. Here's what I did that's wrong. Um, I set up this uh, uh, topic, no research whatsoever. <laughs> so. Uh, I had shit to do. I'm a I'm a busy feller. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna throw a softball one out there, uh, and then Orion, you know, he's actually the man. He he did his due diligence. Uh, my my pick is um, I'm gonna go real easy, real easy, um, but kind of weird, kind of weird because this was a band that didn't ever really go away, but. For a good, oh, almost six years, they were inactive, and they kept everybody on their edge of their seat till the day that they did finally come back. And that band is, of course, Metallica. And I'm talking about 1996 when Load came out. Um, 
they had left on a high mark uh, the Black Album, the penultimate hard rock album. Now, I won't even say heavy metal album. I'll say straight ahead hard rock. Mm-hmm. Mid-tempo songs. Everything's three and a half minutes, except for the ones that were five and a half minutes. Um, but left uh, just number one hit after number one hit, just flooding the airwaves, taking over MTV. The Black Album took up the entirety of 1991. And... And then and and they were on tour for three years to back that oh, album. Yeah, I was just about to say, didn't they tour for like three or five years oh, just on the it album was alone? An, an insane, insane tour. A tour that was so big that they took all the concert footage and released a live box set called Live Shit Binge and Purge because there was so much material they had to sell it in a huge fucking crate. Um, and that was actually a birthday gift that I got back in, I think, like 93. Uh, by the time they were done with their tour and they had gotten everything packaged, uh, they put this thing out and you, you know you saw it on the. Uh, we used to, I was in California at the time as a fourteen-year-old kid, and Metallica is like my favorite thing in the world because I'm white, privileged, and suburban. So of course Metallica, and I'm simple and basic. So, <laughs> I love Metallica, and we all did. You're all right, but we all did. <laughs> Um, and then nothing. Deservedly, they took a break, of course, after such monumental success in 1991 and three years of nonstop worldwide touring. Yeah, we don't hear from them a whole lot. And, and it, as a fan, especially when you're at that, like, at that perfect adolescent age where music means the most to you and your favorite band is just... Well, they never, they're not broken up. I mean, I would have heard about that. I read the Tiger Beat, you know. I, <laughs> uh, but they were just silent for a long, long time, or it seemed like forever for a 14 year old kid. And come 1996, you know, f- almost five years later, and, uh, and then there's word that there's a new album coming out. And Jesus Christ, does your head fucking blow up, you know, as a kid. You're like, oh, my favorite band. They're up to something. Now, this is just at the dawn of the internet. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot of information to go around. You couldn't just find stuff out. Um, but then they put out their first single. I believe it was July of 96. And it was... Uh, Saint Anger. No, 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 dude. Load one, 1996. Oh, you're talking about load one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We had not heard from Metallica, and all of a sudden we see him, and uh, it's the song that featured the fucking warbly chick at the end of the track. Um, the memory remains. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, yeah, with the chick that fucked all the, like, it was the chick. What was her name? Mary something. It was the super groupie that had fucked all the Rolling Stones and Beatles and. And that's like what her, that's what she was known for. What the fuck was her name? Pull up the, uh. Oh my God, what's her name? God damn it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The song sucked (laughs) is the thing that mattered. The song sucked and they came back. (laughs) Well, look, all things being subjective and, and relative, you know, it's, it wasn't the worst song in the world, but it wasn't at all what fans of Metallica were expecting. At all. I mean, um, and 
and, and we all I, I remember there being a sense of okay well okay it's a weird fucking song but let's see what the next one is because this was still in the day where they would just put out a single to tease the album you know you didn't just get everything all at once and, and then the album came out a few months later after this tease of the memory remains and the rest of the songs were not as weird you know comparatively to metallica's the rest of their catalog but uh, they were they it didn't sound like metallica okay i it got just, that for you okay what you got it's um merry and faithful ah there you go that's the that. one uh, <laughs> well thanks for speaking up <laughs> i knew that i knew that <laughs> I just wanted to see if y'all remembered. Nice, nice. No, I don't believe you, and I'm not giving you points. <laughs> I don't think I'd be very good on a you know on a quiz shows, show. A quiz show. <laughs> yeah, it takes me a while. Um. So anyway, uh, to wrap up my dumb thing, like I said, this is just a softball thing because n- nobody likes Metallica anymore. Um, <laughs> Metallica doesn't like Metallica anymore. Have you seen? See. Have you seen some kind of monster? Have you nobody s- likes Metallica. Have you heard the new stuff? Uh, yeah, they're they're grasp at the glory days. They're trying to yeah. It sounds like their old stuff. No, it, they want Ish. it to sound like their old stuff, yeah. but it's not. Agreed. It's not their old stuff. They're trying way too hard to, like they caught they caught that fucking they caught the bus way too late. Uh, trying to regain their glory days, but it sounds like it's it's too it's too little too late for Metallica. Even when now, even when they're trying, they're never gonna re- recapture that glory. And I think this is an important thing. To bring up because this is the overall theme of the of the subject today. You should know when to quit. And if Metallica didn't want, I would still like to hear those guys um, play music together. Call it a different band. Say it's a different thing. Don't try to recapture the glory of something that was so. There was so much goodness in your first iteration. To try to be something different, but still call it Metallica. I mean, the name of the band they already is had the merch. Metallica. <laughs> they, are, they already had the merch. <laughs> they had, yeah, that's that's it. They had the merch set up, so we all got disappointed. <laughs> Somewhere in a warehouse, they're like, yeah, hello, what? All of it. <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me. They're changing their name. Alcoholica. Probably more fitting. I'll I'll get back to you on that. More no, that's what? it's not even more fitting because at that time James Hetfield was going clean. Everybody was trying to go clean and putting themselves into rehab. So Alcoholica wouldn't have even worked. They should just call it Four Sad Men. <laughs> just call the band Four Sad Men, and then the music would have made sense. The videos would have made sense. The haircuts and the divorces would have made sense. That every it, it would all made sense. But no, they they put out this weird like if it was any other band it'd probably be kind of respectable but it you know you don't make something that's so special and then shit all over it in the name of artistic integrity take that integrity and brand it as something else so people don't aren't disappointed in you you know you built an empire that's based around the strength of your fans 
you're, you know, we could all just play music or do this podcast for ourselves in our bedrooms. But the only thing that makes it worthwhile is the life that the fans bring into it. And that's, I think that's a very important thing to understand. And if your brand doesn't fit the, if you're not feeding the people that feed you, then you need to call it quits or build a new group of fans that can appreciate the new thing that you're doing. You don't try to force people you, because the the precedent <laughs> the precedent was set. They did something so specific and they did it so well that you, it was no matter what they did, it was going to be unfair to fans if it branched too far outside of the thing that they made. And they have every right in the world to do whatever they want. Absolutely. But maybe be nice to the people that gave a shit about you all this time and say, well, we're making really different songs these days. And maybe the Metallica brand we shouldn't put under under that. Anybody that wants to come along into this new thing we're doing, please, we'd love to have you. But we're just not going to call it Metallica anymore because it kind of ain't. And we're really different people than the drunken, rowdy, 26-year-old, you know, alcohol-drinking, partying motherfuckers that we used to be. You know, we're, we're not so angry. We're not so simple anymore. We've got kids. Life's getting weird. We're growing as people. And the, the music is not following along with the way that we're living our lives. And you can tell it by just, listen, the memory remains. That's not a song that most Metallica fans are going to like, but some other kind of weirdos might like it, and so we're going to go this way, and we're going to change the name of our band, and we're not going to stick, we're not going to try to pretend that we're carrying a flame that went out years ago. So, anyway, um, that's that's me pulling something out of my ass <laughs> in the moment, just so I can pass it on to Orion. Thanks for listening. <laughs> That's my thing, Metallica. Yeah, I still like them. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> Go really, really. After all that, really. No, they're they're decent folks. They they try. They try. They try. <laughs> What's your thing? You actually did research. Yeah, and um, uh, the band that I want to talk about is Guns N' Roses. Oh boy. Let me be the first to tell you, I've never been a fan of Guns N' Roses, but let me also be to the first to 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 say this. To any of the fans that that are Guns N' Roses fans, I have I have to acknowledge that. Are at you their telling time, me? Shut up! Are you telling me their, you couldn't relate to a bunch of skinny white <laughs> heroin addicted L.A. Sunset Strip walking? You, there was nothing you could relate to there. Uh, no. Um. We I have to acknowledge them as in their day. Arguably one of the greatest rock and roll acts that have ever existed. Absolutely, because, I can totally agree with that. Because yeah. um, appetite for destruction—if that left the if that skinny, left you I'm white, more, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> it, appetite for destruction—if that left you wanting more, then you use your illusions one and two came and pretty much swept the rest of that up. But then something happened, and. They were wanting to go for something. I don't know if it was bigger than what they were, or or this this. I'll, anyway, I know that they broke up, and I think it was a falling out between Slash and Axel. Oh and, no, it was a clash of personalities. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, 
we know that Axel was Axel was the Guns N' Roses name, so yeah, he wanted to go ahead and do his own thing. So they were going to come up with a project called the Chinese Democracy, and in his in his in his stable, he had managed to gather some of the greatest musicians, the greatest independent studio musicians that you could possibly ever have. Um, one was a guy by the name of Brain. He's nobody really knows of him, but he's one of the baddest drummers on the planet. He's he's actually done his time with um uh, with um Henry Rollins. He's done his time with um Primus. He's quite here's, frankly no fucking joke. Here's the problem with having the best ingredients in the world. The the best ingredients of the world don't amount to fucking jack shit if they're all going into the wrong recipe. Yeah. You know, you could have the best ingredients for the best vanilla ice cream and the best ingredients for the best linguine that you've and the best ingredients for salmon, but you don't want them all on the same plate, you know? Yeah, <laughs> on, on that we we do agree. Anyway, dealing with Axel in long periods of time before getting the album out and conflicts between that project, he lost some of his some of those people. So he finally put another version of Guns N' Roses together to come out and perform the Chinese Democracy, that, uh, and that buck, was just it, a train wreck. It had Buckethead. Yeah. <laughs> it had Buckethead. That was a... <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> pretty pretty bad indeed. By then, he was pretty gone, right? I mean, there was so many drugs, and he was such a diva. He was, he was, he was a diva then. He was gone when the fucking spaghetti incident came out. Does anybody remember that, Jim? When it was when it was them and Metallica. No, dude, the Spaghetti Incident was like a an EP that came out just after uh, no, a few years after Use Your Illusion two. Right. And it was, I think, mostly cover songs. Wasn't that another double album? No, no, oh, it, was it was just yeah, it was just yeah, it was just one. It was like B sides and uh, cover tunes, and it was weird and off the rails and hinted at worse things to come. Um. But yeah, yeah, no, dude, he was losing his mind towards the like. He, look, as many gems as the the illusion the illusion albums had, uh, don't forget there was a there was a quite a bit of filler and quite a bit of pretentiousness in a lot of those songs. Um, yeah, the guy the guy was this is this is the thing about unstable geniuses, you know, you get. You get that initial core spark, that goodness, and that candle burns bright and short. Yes, and you're left with loo, 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 loo. yeah, you're left with all of that. Yep. Yeah. What's a well? Uh, fuck a bunch of Guns N' Roses. Um, <laughs> fuck, Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Fuck them both. The two big ones. Fuck them. That's what we say. That's the official stance of the Approximate Podcast. Fuck Guns N' Roses and Metallica. What's the next? <laughs> what's the next one that you did research on? Um, as weird as this may sound, the Doors were trying to get back together. Oh shit! Yeah. Now the first I thing I that. thought, the first yeah. thing I thought was, would you have to kill the other members first? <laughs> What, no, uh, that's not possible. They brought in Ian Asbury as a singer. They, oh, oh, have you heard the lineup? No, go ahead. Well, oh, hold on. Let me tell you the lineup. Actually, I saw that show at the Nokia Theater with Ian Asbury. Wh- when I, was this? And it was amazing. Okay, listen to this. About 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Robbie Krieger and yeah. Raymond Zarek were in the band. Sure. Um, let's see. They had Stuart Copeland on the drums. Oh. 
Did the he, other he, one? He did the Ashbury. the old drummer die? No, he stayed alive long enough to sue them. Nice, beautiful. He said, um, "Y'all are not the doors. You can't be using the doors." Shit. What about I'm the, one of the doors? And I get to I get to tell you that you can't. What about the Moog synthesizer that was their bass player? Did he <laughs> sue? <laughs> I think he was a part of the suit too. So, I thought Ian Asbury did a great job. Yeah, too bad. Too bad it was for the but wrong it, band. But it wasn't the Doors. Yeah, but it wasn't the Doors. No. You know, but you can you can actually sometimes you can replace lead singers, and there's some kind of new magic. You, you feel like, yeah, I still want to be on board. But if your initial things to say, but they they it wasn't the Doors, then that tells you everything you need to know. You go you, with your gut. Here's you know? one for you. Here's some crazy shit. What did you hear about the madness with Queensrÿche? What happened? Okay. Queensryche, the members of the band, had a falling out with their singer. Okay. All right. Uh, J- Jeff, uh, Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate. Jeff Tate. Um, so they they had a falling out, and they split up. The, uh, the members of Queensryche on one side and Jeff Tate on the other side. So what does Jeff Tate do? Jeff Tate gets some other musicians, and they perform Queensryche songs as Queensryche. While the members of Queensryche get a singer to replace James Jeff Tate and call themselves Queensryche. Wow. Now, wow. my take on this is very simple. And my problem well, is with Jeff Tate. Well, here's the thing. In like a local band setting, that's just a dick thing to do on either side of the fence. But when you're at Queensryche level, that's there's contracts being broken. There's... Like legal things I don't know happening. How the, I don't know how he, it's happening, but they are coexisting. Does oh, he not boy. present himself as Jeff Tate's Queensryche? Like, oh, yeah, what, what like is, Jack Russell's Great White? No. Are you telling me there's two Queensrykes? Yes. Son of a bitch. That's exactly what I'm saying. And I heard, I heard Jeff Tate's new album with his guys, and this was great music. And the first thing that came out of my mind is... Jeff Tate could simply take the higher ground and name the band any other name other than Queensryche, and it could stand alone. They could call themselves Mind Crime for for Christ's sakes, and just their their sound was so unique. That's gonna and, disappoint about ten cover bands across the yeah, country. <laughs> yeah. They're like, fuck. I was gonna use Mind Crime. No, they currently currently and have for twenty years been <laughs> <laughs> playing local bars under the name Mind Crime, and they're like, ah, god damn it. What? what hold on. Hold, hold on. Just, Hello? What? What? Really? They don't Tate, let me do nothing. Tate, Tate stole our thunder that we were stealing. Yeah. <laughs> so which Queen's right came to, through Dallas recently? Oh, boy. That's a good was question. That That's a good question. I believe it was the uh, other Queen's right. It was the other Queen's Furthermore, who the fuck did Queen's right get to replace Jeff fucking Tate? A guy that sat... Uh, who, who a guy well, if Journey can do it, I guess anybody can do hair. it. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> right. I was like, I mean, one of them, one of them needs to change the name, and both of them sound. I mean, dude, the, when when Queensrÿche went to Dallas, they did Mind Crime, and yeah. it was a spitting image. Damn, it was a spitting image Son of of. of uh, the only difference is the guy simply did not talk like Jeff Tate. He didn't have the same movements as Jeff Tate, but he was his own man. You know, the last person that split away from a band and tried to do singing like that was. Um, a guy um, who sung uh, for Mike and the Mechanics, he went and tried out for Genesis when Phil Collins left. Oh. They had an album, and while it was critically good, th- their live performances just weren't the same without Phil. Wow. Wow. You know? 
Man, see, I didn't know about that about the the Queen's Rake. Wow, that's interesting. That's crazy. It's that's, crazy. Yeah, very crazy. Now, but to go back to the theme of the show, now that's an interesting story. But do you feel that either one of those uh, versions of Queen's Rake should not? Who should have bowed out? And because it this this thing is about. People I think Jeff that Tate should have bowed out and made and changed the name. Well, I would think I would think whoever created the name should keep the name. If you joined and you left, it belongs to who you joined with. But you're saying here's the thing: your, your story is kind of uh, um, it doesn't fit because it sounds like you're saying both bands are really really good. You know. Yeah, but what's what? Yeah, but. Now, once again, this was just for me. I mean, a lot of people are a lot of people are at wit's end about it. And the only reason why I'm not down with Queens, either one of them, is because of this issue. I won't listen to them anymore. Dicks on both sides. Yeah, dicks on know? both sides. Well, the other Queensrÿche, the original Queensrÿche, without <laughs> Jeff Tate. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was so happy to hear they were coming back, but I did see that show with the new singer, and. You know what? He did a great job. Yeah. And I guess since I'm a big Queen's Rike fan or yeah. used to be, I enjoyed it. Oh, used to be. The, well, what? Because it was a long time ago when I was turned on to Queen's Rike. You know, right. I'm not going to listen fan... to Queen's Rike all the time now. Right, right. It's not a thing that you're actively interested in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Was there anything else that you that you had? Any other bands? Um, oh, oh. <laughs> oh no. uh, what, what? I, um, <laughs> word on the street had it that at some point in time the sex pistols tried to get back together really uh, i bet you when? that was just a clusterfuck probably probably 2004 2005 that's a that's a that's a band that shouldn't have started to begin with <laughs> train wreck uh, th- look, oh. train wreck train wreck but com- uh, like you know the reason why it shouldn't have started because uh they were yeah Completely, man. Everybody knows this. This is not big news, but a completely manufactured punk rock band, manufactured um, rebellion. It's it's bullshit. It, they're essentially the very first version of a kind of a well, not really, because bands used to be put together all the time for the sake of marketing. But the Sex Pistols were absolutely put together by a businessman. They were the, basically the punk Backstreet Boys. You know, it was never a real band. You know, it was a it was a group of very specifically chosen um, psychotic people <laughs> to put on the biggest spectacle that you can. And of course, it would burn out fast because it was never meant to last to begin with. That's why you only get the one album. You know, never mind the Sex Pistols. Fuck the Sex Pistols. <laughs> yeah. And believe me, that the reunion was 96. And that didn't last long either. Well, you know, out of everyone, I think the one guy that seemed to actually give a shit about being in music was John Lydon with his public image LTD. I'm a big so, fan of them, yeah. Y- you are, but, um, y- you know, if, if you're going to take anything away from the Sex Pistols, I, at least that's what you got, public image LTD. I mean, that's... But... Fuck the Sex Pistols. They, 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 again, they were never... They should never have been to begin with. They were never good. 
They were never good. If you want a, a like a real version of the Sex Pistols, we had it stateside. We had the Ramones. Oh yeah, that's oh, what man. that was real. That no, wasn't they, even that wasn't even a reformation. They just didn't get a no, chance. If they had them. the zombie version of Sid Vicious <laughs> playing with them, that might have been kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, Michelle, uh, when we were talking earlier, um, you, again, sorry, you came in last minute, so glad you're here, uh, but you came in cold, and so you didn't have anything prepared, but you did mention something that I think is worth talking about, and that's Van Halen. Van Halen. I think that is an excellent example of a band that should have, you know, actually, when I'm thinking about it, if they could have just... They were fine with Sammy, and they could have kept, if they had just retained Sammy, they could have stayed the course and still be a relevant uh, band. Um, But, again, this is one of these, like, around 1996 or so, some fucked up things happened. They got Gary Sharon in, which... uh, Fine, Gary Sharon, awesome singer. They could have at least tried to stay the course with him... And had like the third variation of Van Halen stayed the course and retire wah, 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 wah. right, and, and, but still be Van Halen. There was still room in the world for a Van. Halen. They weren't a joke yet, but they made themselves a joke by being wishy-washy, being you know, especially Eddie being a fucking alcoholic. And just the firing and the interpersonal relationships and getting rid of fucking the their bass player, um, Michael Anthony. Michael Anthony. Uh, thanks for that. Um, How are you, son? Woofie did uh, a good job. Woofie. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing against Woofie, but Woofie. But that's that's a band that we have just been watching, and it's just been a long, drawn out death that we've been watching. With Van Halen, they've it's just been painful. So it's not even it's it's it still falls in line with the theme of the show because it's regrettable that they keep beating a dead horse. But it's they made it a dead horse when they didn't. It didn't have to be a dead horse. Well, they tried to bring David back, and David Lee Roth just didn't have what he used to have. He and Sammy actually did a tour together. Oh the, no! I remember. Poor guy. I mean, he just wasn't himself. Now, I'm thinking back when they put out uh, just before they got Sharon, and they put out like fucking what was it? Me Wise Magic. Yeah. Remember that? They tried with David, and that shit fell apart. It fucking no time flat. And then Dave tried to fucking thought, okay. Well, I can't do. I I got just enough clout off of this reunion tour that completely fell apart because why wouldn't it? Fucking this! This was never, <laughs> this was never meant to last. And like tried to rake, make a, a radio career for himself when Howard Stern left the air and went to satellite radio. And then David Lee Roth was going to be the next big talk show host, and that shit fell apart too. <laughs> you know, just, Eddie Eddie got to where he couldn't even stand up hardly by himself. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I it, saw that reunion tour at uh, American Airlines <clears throat> Center, and I was right up front. I could see everything that was going on. Eddie didn't move. Jesus. You know, and that's who, like, people like me were there to see, was Eddie mm-hmm. Van Halen, and you couldn't see him. I mean, he was hiding in the back. God and damn. David Lee Roth was forgetting the words, and Woofie was oh, trying man. really hard to, you know, 
make a good show. And and <laughs> and David was fucking original Van Halen, so very young, had his full range, and then he comes back. That oh, he's uh, he's old now, so he can't even not only forgetting lyrics, but there's no way he's hitting those high kicks, fucking high kicks, or the he's he's not the stage man that he was when he was an animal. He busted himself in the mouth. He did. On a TV show. Oh, performing with Matt. I don't know this. What Matt, is Vanna this? Um, oh my God. Oh, oh. MTV. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Um, um, it's been like 20 years since Van Halen performed on network television. Wow. So they were performing yeah. a new tune from an album, and um, <laughs> David Lee Roth grabbed his, his his pole that he does his martial arts with and started doing some pretty wicked fucking spins and as he was bringing it around one of the ends caught him in the fucking i want to say uh, i think it was his um nose somewhere and it broke Oops. his nose and he had blood Son go he's but like it's like a soldier he, he put his hand over his face and kept on singing finished the song and they're like hey hey you gonna be all right it's like oh yeah yeah let's just put something on this and we'll go ahead we'll do it again we'll do the song again so here he is with this thing over his nose Performing this tune, I'm like, yeah, cha, 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 cha. oh, I think I remember seeing something about it. I think I remember that. Wow, the Jimmy is it's known yeah. as the Jimmy Kimmel incident. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so far, fuck Metallica, <laughs> fuck Guns N' Roses, fuck Van Halen, fuck all the best rock bands that ever existed, <laughs> Katie and Queensryche, more or less, uh, fuck both Queensrikes, uh, and the Doors, bad. We're just shitting on all of rock and roll. Uh, Katie, do you have any bands or artists that you can think of that should have stayed dead? Can I shit on rock and roll on two different levels? Please, by all means. Poor Marilyn Manson. Oh, no. <laughs> His last oh. album. That's more, that's, that's more of a guy. <laughs> that's more of a guy. And, and we kind of, some of our stories have kind of fallen in line with this. But that's a guy that not such a, not like a bad comeback, but maybe should have left things at mechanical animals. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I would have dropped it off. Drop just and the, just, well, the golden age of grotesque was okay. That was the first. That was when that's was, when that's the obvious decline. Though. Yeah, that's the obvious decline. And that that's was where you right see things are up. like. So I listen to everything. There was a there was that. a wonderful. Um, this was years and years ago, but there was a. a <laughs> Of course, The Onion um, put out a little article that said, uh, Marilyn Manson now going door to door <laughs> trying to spook people. <laughs> He's slowly turning into Nicolas Cage. Really? Mm. Look at the photos. Interesting. Scary. Look at the photos. Some vampire shit. Nice. I remember being a kid in like 97. I thought, I thought, okay, I'm being sold. I'm 17. I'm think, I'm being sold on the shock value of this man. And I believed in the shock value. I thought this was a legitimate thing. I didn't know he was going to be uh, fucking, uh, I didn't know it was just trying to be the living incarnation of Hot Topic for the rest of his days. I thought he was legitimately trying to shock people. And after um, Antichrist Superstar came out, I thought, I naively thought that, okay, here's the next shocking thing he's going to do. He's going to show up. He was up, a marketing genius. He's going to show up in a suit and tie. He's going to like go completely straight and do, not do scary stuff. And that would be the shocking thing. 
is that he would like totally like that's the fantasy I had in my head. But no, it was just more fucking eyeliner and and clown white. (laughs) Uh, Mechanical Animals, though, was badass. And Dave Sardi was the engineer on that. Yeah. When Dave Sardi started working with him, Mm -hmm. that's those were the best records that he did, I think. Yeah, that was his that was his closest attempt to um, like we got a lot of his Alice Cooper influence in all the previous records. And then when Mechanical Animals came out, that was his like his Bowie side kind of coming out. And I and I thought that that was really good homage, you know, to a hero and and, it's solid album, solid album. You're like, yeah, yeah, totally. I can I can totally feel like. I know you're doing a Bowie thing right now, but it works, so you're forgiven. It's it's fine. This is this is legitimate stands on its own. And then after that, he like kind of you can see him kind of sauntering back into the hot topic and like I I'm out of ideas. So I'm just gonna kinda try to retread my spooky stuff. Yeah. And you're like, dude, we're not spooked anymore. Mm. You're it's not it's you, not working. It's not know, working. I really thought there was you're, like zero effort in yeah, his last album. You're the last albums it's he just he's just being a cartoon version of himself he was already a cartoon to begin with well, i don't remember and that the was the before. fun thing but if you if you only got one magic trick man just know when to call it quits and i think that's manson's mm-hmm. one of those guys and i you for as as erudite and as intelligent as the guy is during interviews you'd think there'd be enough self-awareness to step away from so how do you not know that you're your own punchline you know at some point you have to go i don't know i don't know i'm not the man never met the man but i know what i do different (laughs) and uh yeah if you're a novelty act and that's basically what marilyn manson when you pull all the fucking smoking mirrors away basically a novelty act that had like maybe three or four really good, worthwhile uh, efforts that were put out into the world, and then after that, call it quits. You know, Smashing Pumpkins was another band oh. that was that almost did it right. They called it quits at the fucking peak. They they ended on the best note ever, left the audience wanting more. But a few years later, the ego takes over. And we get weird ass side projects and reiterations of a classic band that should have been left best done in what but it was. But they still in- sound good, like live. I saw them live on their last when they came through. And then we also and get Nokia. then we also get speeches from Billy Corgan about how chemtrails are gonna kill us all. I mean <laughs> the man lost his mind and he should have just left that nice fucking memory in all of our heads and then people know. Uh, enough's never enough, and are you, you got to sully it. Are you talking it. about the album after S- the Swan Project? Right. S- um, with the everlasting glick gaze and uh, yeah, and perfect and shit like that. Ava Adore. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that one. I can't remember the name of the album. I ought to tell you. Well, there okay. was Melancholy and Infinite Sad. But, well, yeah, yeah. Well, there was that one, but then he came out with one that was completely techno. Mm-hmm. Oh. Got the bass player from Hole. To replace Darcy yeah, and that, played it. I saw that tour. It was something about Concrete or... Dang, I can't remember. Mechanical. Machinica. Yeah, like yeah. That. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember it all. But that should tell you something. You know? Melissa Oftamar was the 
bass player. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think I'm I'm I've had my fill of negative energy. <laughs> I think we're done shitting on bands uh, for the moment. Um, I want to move on to a few other things before we clock out here. Um, I need to first and foremost uh, acknowledge uh, a listener that has called us up on our burner line. I actually left a text message, and uh, I want to read a text message from one of our listeners. Okay, so this is from. Um, well, I'll just read. I'll just read the thing. Okay, uh, Don, this is you. I'm talking to you. He says, "Hi guys, my name is Don." I'm just an old, turning 50, uh, July 3rd. My birthday, July 3rd. He's just, I'm just an old DJ from, uh, from Iowa. Uh, I just recently discovered your podcast. I really enjoy listening to you. Uh, just wanted to let you know that your podcast is one of the few things I look forward to in my otherwise dull and boring life. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Don. To the DJ, now, he is what he plays. <laughs> I got this text message uh, two weeks ago on the burner line. This is not the burner line phone. I forwarded it to my phone. Um, but In recent news, yeah. Todd passed away at 51. <laughs> we were trying to get this done Never beforehand. having heard the last episode where we mentioned his <laughs> yes. name. It's very sad. Sad. Um, so th- thank you so much, Don. Thank you for that, and and keep listening. We're gonna keep making these things because people like you give a shit, and that makes us give a shit. So thank you for that. Um, also, uh, we got some really kick-ass fan art recently from a, a fan, a fucking show favorite of ours, a guy named a Japanese man named uh, Rio Agawa, and he drew. Well, I'll. You'll be seeing it now. I'll edit it in. You'll see the picture that he drew. Fucking awesome, amazing fan art. So, a uh, wonderful internet artist uh, draws manga and all kinds of really neat shit that the kids are into these days. Why don't you go check out his stuff? Follow him on Twitter at, at uh, Rio Agawa. That's uh, R Y O A G A W A, at Rio Agawa. And check out his work. He's a fantastic artist, one of my favorites, and drew this amazing picture that you just saw. Uh, you know, I almost forgot to mention, uh, at the end of this podcast, at the end of this episode, we are going to have another solo music video uh, because this is one of the um, music episodes that we're doing leading up to the Aproxapalooza, which is going to happen in a couple of weeks. Go ahead and keep letting this play. Check out uh, our good buddy, Cornmo, who's going to be on the Aproxapalooza. Uh, with his music video, um, Girl on a Wire. It's a video that I had the opportunity to direct back around 2013, 2014. Um, You're going to love it. That's a great thing. Uh, Check it out, and hopefully that will entice you towards watching the Aproxapalooza a little bit later down the road. Okay, so check it out. Here we go. That's all. I just wanted to plug that in there. All right. Orion, I believe that you ought to close this podcast out and uh, do your thing. Go ahead. (laughs) All the old bands suck. You got one minute. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
The Approximate Podcast is a Dead Girl production. Um, you can find us on the mothership at theapproximatepodcast.com. You can find us through all known sources of media. Let's take a moment to talk about iTunes. Bitches, get on the iTunes program. Yes. That's where you can find us. Can I get a hell yes? Hell, hell yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah iTunes. Mm. Um, if you wanna if you wanna get in touch with uh me and Jamie, you can find us through um the Twitterverse at Approxpod at A P P R O X P O D. Kid, give them the burner line, sis. Burner line is eight one seven six seven three three seven zero four. That's eight one seven six seven three three seven zero four. Send us a text message, leave us a voicemail. We will respond to you on our show, as we have just proven about two minutes ago. Um and that's it. Hey, Guys, get on the iTunes and uh, follow us there and leave reviews. That's going to be very important in the oncoming months. So do that. And uh, until then, does anybody have anything to plug? Anything to say? Fuck you, bye. Such an honest